James chapter 2. Last time we stopped at chapter 1, finished 1, went into 2, and the first, I think, 13 verses of chapter 2. Now let's move on into verse 14 and following. But just out of curiosity, let me ask this as a launch pad. Uh, question, what was Simon, Peter, last name? Did those people have last name? Son of Jonah, I think. Son of Jonah. And as I said, let's say if that's the case, then it was Jonah his first name. So normally the names were just, there was no, let's be called it a surname, it's just son of Simon. If Peter had a son, they'd probably call, give him a first name, and then say that he was the son of Peter, or Cephas. Okay, moving on. Since we don't have his no last name, what about Judas? What was Judas' daddy's name? Judas Issachariot. He was a riot, right? Because that's how Issachariot. Yeah, yeah. I say. Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Simon. So Iscariot. So his daddy's name was Simon. It's a tariot. Now, is this Iscariot that's telling you where he's from? Oh, I Then we have Andros. I've heard people theorize if they're wondering if that's like a particular area, but they're not sure. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Interesting name. Many Simon, even today, can't find no Judas. Interesting. Some people have just rejected the name Judas. Out of all of these fancy names today, Shamado, <laughs> Trabonia. Trabonia. <laughs> Yeah. James chapter 2 verse 14 says this. What use is it, my brethren, if a man says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warm, and be filled. And yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body. What use is that? Stop. Paraphrase, summarize, just those three verses. And we can get a clue as to where Cousin James is going with the rest of this 
comment in this chapter. Uh, what is he saying in verse 14, 15, and 16? What use is it? My brothers, if a man says he has faith but he has no works, can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is without clothing and is in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace and be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Before we slip into 17, there's another comment as he continues. He says, even so, so he's going to give an example, but um, 14, 15, 16, in your own contemporary paraphrase of the day, what do you think, well, how would you paraphrase those? Days without works is dead. Okay. So it is possible faith without works is dead. So work for your faith to be alive, it must be accompanied by work. Works, action, output, energy. Okay, I'm gonna hold that thought in my left hemisphere. Any other comments? Summarize. We're going to come to that. Leave that for a sec. Um, brothers, what is the, the point if someone says that he has faith but has no works? Uh, can that faith justify him? If one of the brethren is without clothes uh, and needs food, and one of you says to them, you know, take care, hope you feel warm, hope you get something to eat. And yet you don't do what's necessary to fulfill that need. Um, don't do what's necessary to fulfill that need. And what's the point of that? That's the first. Mm. Yeah, so basically, if somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, um, I haven't eaten in a week, don't be like, oh, okay, um, I pray that you get some food or something. And you send them away, you're supposed to give them food. So you know their need, so you're supposed to. So what's that got to do with faith? So so faith seems to be the an issue here because that word keeps is very prominently stated in the rest of this particular uh, chapter, um, at least ten, eleven times the word faith is throughout this chapter. So it is clear that faith is an issue. But it says, is that what use is it, my brethren? Some people have used this particular passage to say that um, you are saved not only by faith, but you need works as well. And they use this passage as a supporting text to say, see, you're not only saved by faith, you are saved by faith plus works. And they will go and quote James. As a matter of fact, if you were cheating, you sneak down and look at verse 24, and then you will see some words that sound like this. You see that a man is justified by works 
and not by faith alone. And they say, aha, I rest my case. So, generally speaking, do you contend, what do you say, do you hold the view like some, or do you hold the view like another some, that faith alone justifies, or faith plus works justifies? What say you? So there is this debate, or uh, this different interpretation of this passage, uh, or even the very foundation of your salvation is based on faith alone or faith plus works? Faith alone, but grace. But grace. So wait, 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 that's another element. Is grace okay. synonymous with works? No. So, so what's this works thing that it works? You, you. Hmm. See, you can't do anything early to be justified. It's not something that you can do so you can work all you want, but all you want, but all you want. Right. So, question, you got it. Yeah, it is coming. Yeah. Mm. Are you asking me a question? Maybe. Uh, justify. What does justify mean? <laughs> um, made right. Mm. Declared right. Oh, oh, declared. Let's go with declared. Because I mean, you still, you still, you still stand. So, Ephesians 2 8 9. And you brought it up. Grace, but by grace, you can say it through faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. So by grace, grace is an unmerited favor. Um, you have been saved. What's a gift? If you didn't earn, you've been saved through faith. So faith is the vehicle through which you get salvation. That not of yourselves. So the salvation is not of yourselves. Is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. So salvation isn't a result of any kind of work. So even in this passage, faith itself isn't even the gift. It's, um, it's just the vehicle or the means to which you attain the gift of salvation. Um, but here, being saved, having to do with being justified, being declared righteous. Not that you are righteous, but you've, you've been declared righteous. So, and this is before God, but in uh, James, 
You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. 14 to 16. 14 to 16. And then he looked at verse 24. Right. I don't want to go ahead of you. Should I wait? Sir, we make a comment. We will tie it in. All right. Um, you think it's important to keep the context uh, in mind. In Ephesians, it's talking about uh, salvation here. Even in verse 14, uh, what use is it, my brethren, if someone says that he has faith but has no works, can that faith save him? That word, save, um, I know many Greek here or anything like that, but the context has nothing to do with you being saved, like from the penalty of sin. But it means, can that faith justify him? Can that faith declare him righteous? However, it's not talking about can that faith declare him righteous before God, but it can, can it declare him righteous before men? Um, justification could either be before God or to men. So, as believers, we are justified by faith, um, by, uh, to God, for salvation. But our faith is justified, uh, justified or declared righteous by our works before men. So, I could say I believe, you know, Jesus is the Son of God and all that good stuff, but if I live a life contrary to that, my faith isn't justified before man. My faith doesn't line up with what I say I believe. So, um, my faith is not declared righteous um, in the eyesight of men. So, that's a, you say this, but you do this, so your faith is hypocritical. Here's a, here's a probably... Um, Something that we may read and maybe miss, I think, in our casual drive-by, and miss, I think, sometimes it might add a little bit of clarity to the verse. Let me just ask to hear uh, what your version says. I'm going to read verse 14 only, just to hear it, and then I'm asked to see if it's, if it's identical, then I will make my other comment. If it is slightly different, I want to hear if it is by what your version says. But here's again verse 14. What use is it, my brethren, if a man says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? Question. Let me hear what you all say, Jade. What does it say to verse 14 on Dear brothers and sisters, what's the use of saying you have faith if you don't prove it by your action? That kind of faith can't save anyone. Hmm. I'm not surprised. But it's so interesting. Um... True, what is yours say? Um, what use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but has no works, can that faith save him? Hmm. Here's, here's the thought. When, what use is it, my brethren, if a man says he has faith? Does it imply that this person, if a man says he has faith, is it possible, is it true that everybody who says that they have faith actually have faith? Yeah. So at this point, you could have some people who are saying, I have faith. Faith, anybody can say they have faith. Faith then is words only and therefore invisible. You can't, you wouldn't know that. Um, and there's no way tangibly that you can say, yeah, this person has faith. 
because he says so, then it seemed to be something else. And I think what is following here is you say it, and then he was very emphatic, I mean explicit, when he talks about you say you have it, and um, and therefore, but there's no proof that you do. In other words, there's no evidence of it. And then another person says, yeah, I have it, and I show it that I have it by the works I do. And so in the context of, let's say, on the horizontal plane, uh, human to human, how would a human being recognize that you have faith? Because you say, if a man says he had it, and there's no evidence of it, there's no work, what's the use of faith? It seems as if faith then should have uh, some truth. What's the evidence of faith? Evidence, right? So, if evidence is critical, and since already faith in itself is an invisible entity or principle, the only way we know that this person has it is to watch the evidence which I think it's anonymous if it works. Just out of, here, here this is Galatians, they call it Gal, Galatians, some places. And this is in the middle of something which I don't, uh, let me read 15 and 16 and then I'll stop. Galatians chapter 2. We are Jews by nature. Uh, you know they're talking about the demons here. Okay. And not sinners from among the Gentiles. That's us. Now verse 16. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Hmm? Hmm. Hmm. For no one will ever be saved by obeying the law. Uh, so we go and we go back here. So again, remember now, justified is to be declared. It's like a legal term, of course, to declare righteous. Um, which is, I guess, the opposite of to be condemned. It's condemned. Condemnation is passed on to you. I know it's the opposite of being you being declared justified. So, back to James' comment. Faith. You say you have faith. There's no work. That faith that you say you have then, can that say that that would that say so faith? I have it. But there's no evidence. Is that so said faith? Could this may not be, let's say, call um, that this person is saying, may not be what we call saving faith. That's faith, that kind of faith that you just say you have, but there's no evidence of it. It's probably not saving faith. 
In other words, the question is, can I save you? And he went on to use this example. He said, my brother, my bro, sis, without, if a, if a brother sister sis without clothing and need daily food, two things there. This one person has no food, no clothes. And then, and one of you, the implication is one of you do have food and clothing. Let's say it's efficient or enough to assist his other, his brother or sister who has none. And he says, and if one of you says to them, go in peace and be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary. And again, I couldn't give them something that unless I have. So the implication is that you have these things, but you send them away to be warm, stay warm. The weather's temperature is dropping, your belly is empty, growling. And then he asks, is, what use is that? What is the use of you saying to that person, go and be warm, go and be filled? When obviously in your presence or the person has come to you and you have the capacity to assist, how your, your words then go and do these things, be warmed and be filled. He says, what use is that? I suppose, take that against what we said earlier, the person says, I have faith, but I have no, there's no works to prove. So if this person who has food and clothing said, and everything is known that you have it, per se, or they say, I have these things, but they said, go, and they didn't demonstrate that. How do we know you have extra food enough to assist, um, or clothing to assist? All you said to the other person is just words. Go be warm, you know, and, and you couldn't say that you really care about this person. All right, and now you can say, I go and I pray for you. But you have the capacity, the means to actually demonstrate your care for the person in a tangible way. Um, again, invisible. If the care is becomes, I care about you, is invisible because it's just words. How do you demonstrate that, if, especially if you have the capacity? And in this case, the example used clothing and food. Then he used that to parallel or to as a, an example to explain what he just says in verse 1. In other words, people automatically answer, no, that doesn't have that poor person or that hungry person at all, that cold person. So you know, really did what was it? Did they care? Did they have could you want this person who has the capacity to do so? But they didn't. Then he says, even so, just to justify what he was the point he's making in verse 15 and 16, verse 17 says this. Even so, if it has no works, is dead. Even so, faith, if it has no work, is dead. Being by itself. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, how, how verse 17 says it. I know you say some uh, interesting things in your version. Yes, yeah, Verse 17, what does that say? How does that say verse 17? 745, it says, So you see, it isn't enough just to have faith. Faith that doesn't show itself by good deeds is no faith at all. It is dead and useless. Yes. Faith then is a corpse. Without works. 
Let's leave it through this as a thought. Possible. Possible. Um, we are justified by what? Finish that sentence. We are justified by faith before God. Preservation. You are justified. Your faith is justified by your works before men. Let me let me suggest that we are justified. Justified, being justified. There are six, at least six ways we are justified. Oops. Let's take the first one that we just mentioned. We we know that we are justified by grace. Um, let's. Live, we're not going to have time to do this because it's tentative. But let's look at. Just look at this reference, Romans three twenty-four. Right after that, Romans three twenty-four. Let's see if that's in the book. And let's stick to Romans because those Romans got some good stuff in here. A lot of just Paul use that often. Three twenty-four. Yep. Justified by grace. Here's what it says. Well, let me read verse 23, and then I'll come back. Someone hear what you said here. But verse 23 says it. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Being justified as a gift by His grace. So, Looks that way. But what does your say? 23 and 24. No, just 24. 24. Yet now God in his gracious kindness declares us not guilty. He has done this through Christ Jesus who has freed us by taking away our sins. Mm, we use the word yeah, justified. Yeah. Uh, and grace. All right. Um, but that, that's according to Romans uh, 3.24 that we have been justified by grace. I believe that you are also justified. Look at, look, look, go over to five one. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. So we can say, yeah, we are justified by faith. The first one, justified by grace. And so if somebody asks, are we truly justified by faith alone? And he said, I can argue that. But see, it becomes a non-issue if you understand one principle, and we will say that in a moment. Um, but it seems that we've been justified by grace, we've been justified by faith. Let's look at verse 9, same, same chapter. Drop down stairs. Same, Romans 5, 9. Much more than having been justified by his blood, mm -hmm. we should be saved from the wrath of God through him. Right. So now I mean justified by his blood. What's that going to do? So if I say publicly or in any discussion, we have been justified, talking to those who have, um, at that point, you have been justified by his blood. Would that be accurate? When, generally speaking, most people say, no, you've been justified by faith, alone, in Christ alone. I say, well, I know. So so far we have grace, we have faith, faith and blood. And blood. Oops. 
Well, let's see if we can find one more. Let's go with the chapter eight. Eight, eight. Hey, yeah, yeah. What time is this? Eight. So eight is now ten thirty-three. So let's look at eight thirty-three. Yeah. <laughs> Who will bring a charge against God's leg? God is the one who justifies. So you can say God, we are justified by God. Or that be wrong. And if you say we are justified by faith, so when I say again that in a sense we can say we've been justified in six different ways. So if I say I'm being justified by God and at the same time say I've been justified by grace, by faith and by his blood or the blood of Christ, would that be wrong? If you begin to see that all of them complement one another, saying the same thing in a different way, so it does not create, um, a con- well, shouldn't create a confusion if you understand it in that sense. Let's see if we can find another one. How about let's go back to 4, 425. Romans 4, 20, 24, 25. He who was delivered up because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. Mm-hmm. Now, let me hear what somebody else's version may say with that. 25 says, He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised from the dead to make us right with God. And I suppose that right with God is justification. Justification. Yeah. So that's, I wonder what raised him. He was raised because of our justification. That's not like something raised him. I think that's because we know from other places that because of his power, you know. So in a sense, the power, by his power, we have been justified. The power to resurrect him. See, because of his power, raised. And that's the same thing. He who was delivered up because of our transgression and was raised because of our justification. But because of our justification. Let's look at one more next time. And that, that's one we just looked at when I said in James 2.24. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. So works does justify. In other words, I see if you see it in this way that if you see grace as the principle, you see faith as the means and the blood is the price that was paid. God became, becomes the agent, and um, the power is the proof, and works is the result. Then it doesn't make, then it doesn't create a confusion. Faith is the force behind the deed. If faith is only in your head, it's dead. I rest my case. If faith is only in your head, when you're saying that in your head, you're dead. You can smell it. It's dead, dead, dead. Until next time, when we come to this section, we will see if we can explore these truths uh, more, God willing. Faith is the force behind the deed. Why do you do what you do? It's a faith. But let's understand that this passage is not a proof text for salvation, that you need faith plus works 
save don't have there are some who believe that and they that's called synergism or synergism synergy synergism Alright, which means then that if that's the case, then you save you need then you need to have two saviors. One savior that is Jesus Christ in faith in him, and then the one who provides works, who provides that. You did your own work, so you your own savior, so you and Jesus Christ together come up with your plan for your salvation. That is ludicrous and uh Condemnable, condemnable. Done. Let us close. Father, thank you again for the opportunity again to again just begin to peel off the surface layer of your word regarding this particular issue of faith and works as um, written for our edification here in James. And we ask your blessing upon our time together as we ponder these truths. We pray to be guided by your spirit so that we might discover the amazing truths therein. These things we ask in anticipation and gratitude in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.